Hey, before we start the show this week, did you know that in just five minutes, you could potentially make a huge impact on the future of the Bears? All you need to do is sign up to the RFL's Our League platform and select the Bears as one of your teams. It's free to join. It's packed full of rugby league news, competitions, videos, and loads more besides. But our following on that platform might influence future funding decisions. So we need as many fans on there as possible. Even if you put us a second choice, we won't mind. Make a difference in just a few minutes today. Head over to rugby-league.com slash our league to create your account and pick the Bears as one of your teams. Right, on with the show. Welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast. We live at CoventryBears.com and you can find us all over all of the places where you normally find podcasts. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and with me, as always, is my co-pilot and former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, how are you? Another win. Yes, yes, mate. I'm very, very good. I um, potentially over-celebrated a little bit the weekend, but I'm starting to feel a little bit better now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good good well it was worth it because um as we already alluded to we've got another win to talk about on this week's show and that's exactly what we're going to do we will go over friday's excellent 24 18 victory over keithley cougars and there you go the perils of the friday night matches that it is very easy to go and over celebrate afterwards with very little consequence but we will i'm sure we'll get into that uh we'll also hear from the bears coaching team um as we always do of course and not only that we are going to touch briefly on this weekend's trip to barrow And we will tell you what we're planning for our 100th episode, which is next week. Um, But first, though, Friday's terrific win. Um, And if you weren't able to make it down to the butts, then here's what you missed. So it's a pretty even start to the game. But the Bears broke the deadlock in the seventh minute when Dan Coates threw a quite sensational sidestep from from a penalty um, just a few metres from the line and waltzed through to score. Um, And the Bears were pretty much in control from that point onwards. They nearly got through again when Ryan Langton broke the line, but his offload didn't quite work. But a few minutes after that, um, Liam Wellham scored. Um, They kept it alive on the last play and Wellham just took it on an arcing run and just crashed in under the post and that put the Bears 12-0 up. Um, Cougars did hit back with a couple of scores before half-time. Their first one came from basically their first meaningful attack of the game. Um, They scored on the left edge, but not long after that, um, Dan Coates again scored a couple of penalties. Um, just to keep the Bears scoreboard ticking over and keep that cushion. Um, and then Cougars scored twice in five minutes, either side of half time, um, to give them a little bit of hope. Um, and they did start dominating possession at that point. But credit to the Bears, their goal line defence was absolutely excellent and they forced a number of errors. And actually that effort was rewarded 15 minutes into the half when um, we saw the Bears score two tries in the space of about five minutes as well. So first we had um, one of the stars of last week's show, Darius Hamilton, um, hoisting in a Dave Scott, Dave Scott Grubber to score his first professional try for the Bears, which was a, a terrific moment. And then a few minutes after that, um, we scored again. And Dan Coates sent this pass out that sort of went to the ground and everybody seemed to stand still, uh, apart from Sam Bowering, who just scooped the ball up and 
and sauntered in to score. Um, and that really swung the whole balance of the game back in the favour of the Bears. And, and it, from that point on, it was all about the Bears game management. And to be honest, it never looked in doubt. They never looked in danger of letting Keithley back into it. Despite Keithley having ultimately the final say of the, the game with a try on the last play, really it mattered very little and actually really flattered them in terms of what the scoreline looks like and that overall final score of 24-18 to the Bears. Um, but yeah, it was a very accomplished showing from the Bears and Craig and I will go over it in a few minutes, but not before we've heard from the Bears coaches. So Dave Scott is coming up in a moment, but first let's hear from head coach Rich Squires, who, as it happens, celebrated his birthday on Friday as well. So uh, not a bad present. Uh, Rich, that was a pretty good birthday present. Yeah, it is. I won't say the best one because the missus won't be happy, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's another great win for us, you know, and we've overcome some adversity this week. You know, it's been really tough with, you know, the isolations we've kind of had and uh, kind of three starters who've played week in, week out for us, you know, so we've had to shuffle the change and, you know, big credit to the boys who came in today, who've, especially the boys who've waited so long to get a chance, um, you know, because they really put their hand up and they got a reward tonight. It was a very accomplished performance tonight. There was there was very few instances, a couple of perhaps occasions where players tried to force an offload when it wasn't on. But your team really looked in control from the moment you scored your first try tonight. That You must be pleased with that. Just, again, a step up in terms of leadership and maturity and game management. Yeah, and, you know, we, we were completing 100% until the 34th minute. You know, and then we didn't complete two. Um, you know, which is a bit of a bit of a bugbear. If we would have gone one hundred percent, that'd have been really nice. Um, but yeah, we, I think they're starting to learn now. Where it's the easy stuff that gets us the wins. You know, and we we complete and go set for set with teams. We we get there. You know, and the tempo we play at teams really struggle with. Um, you know, I keep with the first sub after twelve minutes today, and then made four subs after eighteen minutes. You know, and we hadn't made one, um, and that just shows that you know we're only training once a week and. We've only trained once in the last three weeks because of COVID. Um, so the, it shows that they're doing stuff away and it shows that we can put the trust in kind of the leadership to man the boys as well. You mentioned some of the lads who, who came in tonight. I mean, somebody, I, I obviously spoke to him on the podcast last week, but seeing Darius Hamilton get his first try and I know he's been champing at the bit to get on the pitch. You must be thrilled for him. Yeah, I'm over the moon for him. You know, he's, he's one of them where he's, he's, he takes it on the chin and knows he's there or thereabouts. You know, and you speak to him through the week and you say, look, you're there just wait for your chance to take it and he's always yeah no worries coach you know I'm there when you need me you know and I rang him once once, uh, once we knew roughly where he was you know midweek and you could tell he was absolutely over the moon because um, that's how much it means to him you know to, he's, a, he's a big clubman as well he hasn't been here long but he's really settled in and you can see when he's got how much it means to the boys you know everyone around him and you know I'm just happy he's been able to get over the whitewash and, and finally do it and I feel like we talk about Brad Clavering in every one of our chats, but I mean, he did the full 80 tonight, didn't he? And he was superb, a real leader, as we'd expect from him. But tonight, he seemed to really step up. Yeah, we, it's, we're kind of expecting it from Brad now, you know, and it's kind of, if he, if he doesn't do it, you know, what's what's wrong with Brad? You know, but he he wasn't in the schedule to do, 40, to do, to do the first 40 or the full 80. Um, the first 40, we had a couple of checks on him, but I think the way they were the first half went and we had most of the ball he could kind of control himself because he's that you know he's been around the game for that long he knows how to do that so he can control how he how he is second half he didn't really have a choice with his losing Jed Charlton because um, he moved to the back row and again it shows how flexible he is um, you know and he's played there before in his, in his first stint with the club and that's where he was but he's just a real leader on the field and he's you can tell he, he doesn't stop talking um, and he, he offers a real presence you know and he's got a real partnership going on with Josh in that middle now and 
they were whacking some boys tonight, you know, which is good. I wanted to ask about Jed actually. How, how is he? What, what's the? What's yeah, the he's just he's just rolled his ankle. I think it's partly to do with the pitch. Um, it was just a precaution. He, he's struggling a little bit with it, but I th- hopefully, fingers crossed, um, he'll be ready to go again. Because I think he was he was again very good today, and that's one of his best performances for us. Um, but that's been coming. That, we know that's there with Jed, and we've just had to be patient with him. And tonight, tonight felt like a bit of a in some ways a bit of a different performance you kept it tight for a lot of the, the game and you know Elliot and Reese didn't really see much of the ball certainly not in attack it's it feels like everything's starting to come together now it's it's a it's a much more complete offering from the team this year again you you must be really pleased with 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 the options that you've got that you can you can shift up this squad you can bring players in and you can send them out with a specific job to do and you can trust them to do it yeah and it's you know and like you're right then Reese and Elliot both had to come in looking for work because they didn't get the ball um, but that's kind of the way we wanted to go game plan wise you know they're you know they're a really they're a team that you love to watch at Keefley because from anywhere on the field they'll throw the ball around you know and they're a real entertaining team and if you're not careful, they will put points on you. You know, like they have done on some teams this year, and they will do for the rest of the season. You know, I've just said to Reese there, I'd hate to be the next team to play. You know, because with the real backlash and the way they play, they could quite easily, you know, throw some points on them. And that, that was that was a message going across. You know, even with 10 minutes left, they've they've still got 20, 30 points on them. You know, if they string some bits together. Um, but you know, we we said we have to control the middle and, and control their boys around the middle. You know, because if we if we if we stop them, it stops their halfbacks of being able to play off the front foot. You know, and off the front foot, they are really dangerous, and we really you know nullified their threats today. Um, and there were some bigger performances across the board. Some massive performances. So next up, hopefully, uh, a trip up to Barrow. Um, that I mean, it, it feels like a lifetime ago that they were down here opening the season, and we showed in glimpses in that game that, that the Bears could more than match them. Um, again. Lots of confidence to take up there and go into that game. Yeah, you know, and it's important we carry on playing with smiles on our faces. You know, that that was the the message today. It was, uh, you know, some of the boys have travelled. You know, some of them set off at two o'clock today. You know, I won't get back to the early hours, and it's one of them where they've they're not full time. You know, they've they've worked they've worked all day, then set off after work. So it was a big one today with smiles on face and dig deep to places where they kind of have to go and they're going to have to do that again next week um, and carry on this confidence that we've got moving forward but you know it seems to be going week on week off us at the minute so we could do with you know kind of going next week and really stringing some performances together and you know and see where it takes us because I think it's been mentioned a couple of times you know the sky's the limit for these these boys this year you know they they keep going the way they are I mean Keithley put 40 on Barrow last week so you know it's possible to do but we just need to worry about ourselves and you know the, the results will keep coming. And just lastly, um, you know, we're, we're, we're stood here recording this. Obviously, we've just seen the Bears topple Keithley. And you mentioned to me before we pushed record that um, scholars have held Doncaster to a draw on the same evening. Good night for the so-called e- expansion clubs. I mean, it, it really does show how competitive this division is this year, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It shows we're allowed to venture off the M62 corridor. <laughs> you know, there is there is other Who'd clubs. It? Um, you know, and that's, another, that's a great result for them. You know, and I think... When, you know, I'll speak to Jermaine through the week. They'll probably be disappointed they didn't win as well. You know, their teams when they when they get to them results, they can normally grind them out. Um, you know, and it shows it's going to be a difficult place to go, scholars. You know, so they're they're there or thereabouts again. Um, again, it's a mentality thing. But yeah, you know, I think this is a great night, and we had a great crowd here tonight. You know, and again, it's it's great to hear, and the boys are absolutely loving it because everyone's getting behind them. You know, and more and more people are coming down, which is great. You know, and it's good to see it get fuller and fuller every week and get louder and louder. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's great. It gives the boys an extra, an extra little buzz and it, it, you know, I like it as well. Good stuff. <laughs> well, Rich, thanks as always for your time. And again, happy birthday. Enjoy Cheers, the rest Dave. of your day. Much appreciated. Thank you.
Uh, Dave, you just said before we pushed record, back-to-back wins for the first time this season. How does that feel? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. We've had uh, ample opportunity to do that to do that this season and we've fallen short. So to turn around and do it against two teams that, you know, you, 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 may, you maybe look on paper and you maybe look from the outside and think, mm, those teams should be beating Coventry Bears. And it just shows the quality that we've got. It shows the team spirit that we've got and we're willing to work hard for each other. And I think tonight was probably the most mature performance we've had. Um, and I think you could tell in the first half when we were camped down in their line and we said, you know something, let's not get gritty here, let's just kick the two and keep the scoreboard ticking over. So it just showed that level of maturity and that growth as a team that we're willing to turn the screw in teams, build pressure and just keep that scoreboard ticking. I was going to say, like last time out was obviously that frantic, crazy comeback. This time was a very accomplished, well thought out, well managed game. Um, you you must be pleased from, from your position in the middle of the pitch, kind of orchestrating it all, to, to see that your side can do that they don't have to be in panic situations to to claw it back you you can get your nose in front early and just manage the game through and and, and control it yeah that's been something that that's been addressed in training and it's been addressed for large parts of this first season you know if we go in front we don't have to win the game twice you're in front just keep doing the little things well keep completing your sets keep um, putting the ball uh, in the right positions of the field and just enjoy the defensive challenge uh, and force the error because you will get field position from that hard work um, you get your rewards um, so I'm really pleased that that message is sunk in and for me kind of as you call it orchestrating from the middle I'm just telling people do this and just reinforcing the message of what our game plan is and what our systems and structures are and you know, I think there was at times tonight where we came away from that, maybe towards the back end of the first half and then transitioning into that second half, we got caught up in a little bit of, I don't know what it was, we just kind of got caught up in Keithley's game um, and we got dragged down a little bit. Um, but when we managed to come away from that, we were very good. But I have to say defensively in that second half, when we were on our own line, that is the best goal line defence I've seen. We didn't have people shooting from the outside in. We trusted our inside. Our middles worked exceptionally hard to slow down the ruck and we got pressure from A, B and C. And it just made everything so easy on the edges. We forced them to play early and it just meant we could map off and use the touchline as an extra man. So uh, fantastic across the board. Big shift from your forwards tonight, wasn't it? There was, uh, there was some big performances. Yeah, so um, you had Brad Clever in there who played a full 80s. First 40 was in in the middle. Uh, and then second half, Jed Charlton went down injured. So about 10 minutes in, he had to, to flip over to left side back row and finish the game off there. And uh, Brad Clavering's really brought some quality to the squad. Um, and he's great off the field as well, I have to say. Uh, he's brought a great dynamic and a great enthusiasm to the team. He's been a fantastic addition. And and not wanting to blow our own trumpet, but you know we did have Darius Hamilton and Josh Dunn on the show last week, and uh, try for for Darius and another another fantastic performance from Josh as well. That those two guys are really really stepping up and taking the opportunities, aren't they? Yeah, we'll start with Josh first. I think um, since he's come on board, he's raised eyebrows, and it came from Rugby Union, uh, I believe it was at Connacht and we weren't too sure what to expect and from his first training session yeah he's a bit raw around the edges but we knew that we had some raw talent to work with and some really exciting raw talent and he's just been getting better and better every game and it's not just 
the way that he applies himself on the field and on game day. It's the way that he applies himself in training. It's the way that he's always asking questions of how can I get better. It's, he comes to us with his video clips and he says, what am I doing wrong here? What am I doing well here? What do you want more of? Um, and it's that kind of attitude and it's those type of players that will go far in the game. Um, so I think Josh Dunn has been absolutely fantastic. Credit to himself. Uh, obviously, he's an Irish lad, so I think Stuart Little um, should be keeping an eye out on him. Um, and then Darius Hamilton, he took his opportunity fantastically tonight. Big task coming off the bench, uh, especially given the circumstances. I think he came on when Jed Charlton was down and we were really under a lot of pressure on, on our own line and Darius hasn't played big minutes this year, but when he came on, he stepped up in that high pressure situation. So uh, fantastic achievement, Tim. And then I remember being down the goal line and uh, I was screaming at him to get onside. Um, and fortunately, the ball bounced on into his hands. So uh, it was thoroughly deserved for that to, that that try tonight, and uh, that that really started the the sort of turning point. Well, not necessarily the turning point in, in the game, but it just continued to build that pressure and really keep Keithley um, quiet for the evening. I suppose. Yeah, definitely. So next up, you you off up to Barrow, and it feels like of of most of, the, of all of the games this year, I think the Barrow one the more I reflect about it, it feels like one that really did get away in, in, in some respects from that first game of the season. You, you, you showed that you can more than match them. You must be relishing the opportunity to go up there on, on the back of the, these couple of wins now with that extra confidence and that, that extra belief in the group. Yeah, look, we've got momentum and that's massive. Um, like I said, we've never gone back-to-back wins this season and to do it against two um, top teams in this league is absolutely fantastic achievement. So let's hope that we can back that up against Barrow. Yeah, you're right, that first game of this season, I firmly believe that we should have turned them over and we were in a position to do it but it didn't happen but we took a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence from that and a lot of belief going into the season that we can achieve something special this year as a group so um, that that really kind of paved the way in, in a lot of respects but um, as you say it was a game that got away um, against the top side and then you look at maybe some of the teams that arguably we should have beaten and we were beaten comfortably by them so it just goes to show that in this league um, you can't take any game for granted and you really have to turn up with the right attitude and apply yourself properly otherwise you are going to get turned over it's as simple as that and just lastly something something um, a bit different the World Cup has been confirmed this yep. week um, you've obviously got an interest with a game particularly the one that's going to be taking place on the other side of the city later in the year you, you must be really pleased that that's happening this year and and how do you feel about you i don't want to make you say anything that would make you uncomfortable but how, how do you feel about your chances of of being involved with this the scotland setup this year uh, well i think firstly you know we've seen some fan, fantastic competitions with the euro 2020 we've seen wimbledon and um, so the these major tournaments that are taking place it's just a bit of a sign that normality is starting to return yeah we need to still be vigilant with the virus um, and the infection rates still high um, which obviously um, we are doing across the board otherwise these events wouldn't be able to take place so first of all that's fantastic really good news that that's going ahead um, and in, in terms of my own involvement uh, Scott Morrell I think he's the assistant coach for Scott I don't know if that's confirmed but as far as I'm aware he was the assistant coach uh, when I last played so I, I'd imagine he's probably still going to be the assistant coach so hopefully he was impressed with performance tonight and has been imp- impressed with how I've been going but look I, I'm under no illusion that you know, there's a lot of NRL players and there's a lot of Super League players that are going to be sticking their hand up and wanting to play in these tournaments because that's what you want to do. You want to test yourself against the best and play at the top level as, as a professional sports athlete. So um, 
look, I, I can just control what I can control, do the best that I can. Um, and my main focus is Coventry Bears. I'm not too worried about the Scotland Rugby League stuff. You know, that's not until the autumn. Um, so focus on Coventry Bears and hopefully that'll take care of itself. Well, I think on the way you're going, I think we will we, be within our rights to be disappointed if we don't get to cheer you on at the Rico later in the year or the TSB stadium or whatever the hell it's called now. <laughs> I'm going to stop rambling because I've run out of stuff. Dave, thanks as always for your time and congratulations again. No worries. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Dave. Thank you. So huge thanks to Dave and Rich as always for joining us. And um, Craig, the word that came up in both interviews and a word that I keep coming back to when I think about the game now is maturity. That Bears performance on Friday was was easily their most mature of the season. And it was quite it was quite possibly one of the most comfortable and most mature performances we've seen throughout our 99 episodes, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what the um completion rate was like on fr- on Friday, but it felt like we completed every set. Um Cougars started nearly every set from from near their own line, which was just fantastic and and that's why we won the game because we kept them out. We put them under pressure. Uh, they made numerous errors, but mainly because our defence was was moving up so quickly and putting them under pressure. And obviously, when you are uh, consistently starting your sets in your own half, then then you try and force the play a bit more. Um, but the Bears were composed, um, really dominated the middle, absolutely dominated the middle. Keithley looked very very good when they tried when they shifted the ball. Certainly, the, the a few players in their back line were very, very good. Um, I think uh, QLT's son Phoenix looks an absolute talent. Um, I think he's made for rugby league, and he looks looks a really, really good player. Got got two tries, of course, but in all in all honesty, I think he was the main threat that Keithley had. Uh, the Bears pack um, were able to cope with everything that was thrown at them. And as I said, uh, going forward, dominated them, made yards every time we got the ball. Um, good work rate again for, from the backs, taking the ball up, working hard. Both uh, Matty and Liam Wellham, again, working hard. Wingers both working hard on occasion. Nathan Hill, again, making some barnstorming runs. So it was just a really good all-round performance. And, you know, I think it just feels so different this year watching a Bears team you know, we've we've obviously in the past we've out enthused teams. We've um, you know we've won games due to um, being you know out enthusing the opposition. But actually, this was as you said a mature performance where we just looked like we were going to win from the first minute, and they didn't really look like they had any answers to to the questions being asked of them. Um, so. You know, I think uh, they can't have any complaints about losing the game. And, um, you know, I think it was, um, as you said, it, it was a routine dominant home performance and, and long mo- may those sorts of performances continue. Yeah. And it must be really satisfying for the coaching team as well, because you mentioned the completion rate. And and um, I think Rich covered it in, in his post-match interview as well. You know, they were close to having 100% completion rate in the first half, certainly. And you know, we and the coaches have been talking all season about the Bears are at the best when they just they just take a step back, take a breath, and focus on completing, do, building a foundation by doing the simple things well, and then playing to their strengths outside that. And Friday night was such 
overpowering evidence that when the Bears do that, they're a match for anyone in this division. And we've seen how open this division is this year. You know, on the same night as the Bears did this, we we saw the Scholars hold Doncaster to a draw as well. It was a really successful night for those so-called expansion teams. Um, but yeah, it was just so satisfying to watch. It's just such a, a professional clinical performance where you could see that the guys knew exactly what was expected of them going into the game. They they outplayed Keithley. They outthought them with their minds. They outfought them physically, and they were they were by far and away the better team. It just shows as well what self belief does. Now we know that this is a talented group of players, and they've shown that throughout this season in in some of the performances that they've put in. But this performance felt like it was the fruition of not just all the hard work and training. Not just, um, you know, the player, obviously the very good group of players that we've got, but as you said, some maturity in the performance. Um, you know, these players are starting to believe that that anyone that comes down here to Coventry is going to go away having lost the game. Uh, what we need to do now, we've got a lot of away games. We need to start um, winning the away games too uh, and, and going up to places that are going to be tricky um, to get results in and, and getting those results um, you know, we are we're we're close to the playoff positions now. Um, another couple of wins and we're right in there and right in the mix. So um that's got to be I you know, I think quietly the coaching team uh, and and also Alan were um thinking we're quite we we have an outside chance of the playoffs and I think we've got a really good chance now. Um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of winnable games coming up. Uh, you know, there's a couple of tricky away ones, but there are plenty of winnable games coming up. And, and um, I think we'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. Absolutely, yeah. So let's let's talk about standout performance from Friday. Again, it feels like we say the same things every time after a win because it, it is such a team effort. But I think you've already mentioned the Wellams and I thought they were exceptional. Um in both post-match interviews, I asked both the coaches, particularly about Brad Clavering and, and Josh Dunn, who both put in exceptional shifts in the middle. I mean, Brad Clavering doing full 80 minutes in what is that his third game back after basically a year and a bit out. Absolutely sensational performance and um, really drove the team forward. And I've, I've got to give a shout out to, to Darius Hamilton, uh, you know, the week that he joins us on the show. And speaks so eloquently and so passionately about the sport, about the club, and about the state of the game in the Midlands. And how he told us how he was really chomping at the bit to get his opportunity. And, you know, he probably came on a bit earlier than he was expecting to because of Jed Charlton's injury. But I, I, as soon as he came on, he put in a massive hit in defence and, and really helped steady that ship. And then for him to go at the other end and get that try, I was so pleased for him. Um, so yeah, I don't know if there's anybody else you want you want to shout out in terms of individual standouts, but I, I thought Clavering was sensational. Josh Dunn continues to get better and better every day. And like I said, I was I couldn't have been happier for Darius to get that try. Um yeah, I was absolutely delighted for Darius. I mean, he's been very, very patient in waiting to get his opportunities in the side. Um, but equally, it's very difficult to throw a throw a player, particularly in, in the position that he plays, uh, and into League One and and then expect them to go out and perform. But He's he's been uh, given time to adjust, and he's come in and he's done exceptionally well in the chances that he's got this season. And yeah, as I said, I was just delighted to see him score, and you could see it in his face when he when he managed to get the ball down, what it meant to him. So 
um it was just a, a perfect story for the night wasn't it particularly after you'd interviewed him the week before so it was just brilliant um i mean I, in in terms of performances you know i can't emphasize enough how good both the Wellham brothers are particularly Liam Wellham I mean that try scored um might be one of my favorites of the season it wasn't wasn't anything uh you know in terms of of skill just pure power just powered his way over the line and botched the defender on the line off him uh, and and scored I, I love to see a try like that and it was just brilliant and yeah and as you've mentioned Brad Clavering what an absolute a gem of a player he is um He's just so big and strong, but also very, very skillful. Um, you know, he's he really drives the team forward. He always makes yards. He's big in defence. He, he's just brilliant. A brilliant addition to the squad. You know, we knew it was a good player from, from previous appearances for the Bears, but he's making a big difference, particularly as his fitness is getting better and better. Um, sing, I've got to say about Sam Bowring as well. You know, he never lets the side down. Um again was exceptional again um and uh managed to collect a bounce pass which is one of the which i've never really seen before in a game. It, it, it and uh he did the basketball celebration afterwards um acknowledging the fact that it was uh, a basketball pass but um it was brilliant um what one other person as well who, who you know he uh he doesn't get talked about too much but ryan langton I thought he was superb um, again. And again, he's another guy that makes lots of yards, but, but is a really um, good handler of the ball, um, really uses it well. Um, but we had a lot of drive off the bench as well. Uh, Brad Ho, I mean, he was, re- they just couldn't deal with him when he came on, I think, in the second half. He was making 20 or 30 yards every time. Will Budd again um, had an impact off the bench. Um, but again, Elliot Windley, really like him off the bench. Um, think he makes a big difference, particularly when defences are tired. Um, they couldn't cope with him around the rock. I mean, he was just darting in and out and they couldn't couldn't deal with him. So it was a really, really good performance. You know, uh, I could pretty, pretty much talk through the whole team and, and mention how great they were at different parts of the game. But, you know, it's... Um, it's just a great, great squad that we've got this year. Really, really good group of players. And particularly as there was, what, three, three, four people missing as yeah, well? Yeah, I mean, you think we did that without Peter Ryan, without Kieran Sherrill, without Jack Dawson. Hayden Freeman's sort of long-term injured as well. You know, Stefanos Bastos is 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 there on the fringes of the squad, like eager to get in and make an impact before the World Cup. Kadeem Williams, same same situation. So, yeah, it's, it's an exciting times, isn't it? And, um, yeah, really, really good showing on Friday. Right. Well, we've we've got a few more things to whiz through before we wrap up this episode. So let's let's start with the more pressing one, which is this Sunday's trip to Barrow, which is going to be tough for sure. But the Bears are coming off back-to-back wins. And, you know, as Dave Scott said in his interview from Friday, we could have beaten Barrow on the opening day. And, you know, we are very much due a win in Cumbria. So, Craig, I mean, now's as good a time as any, isn't it? You'd asked me about two or three weeks ago, um, <coughs> Barrow were sort of beating all comers um but since then they've uh, drawn with workington and got heavily beaten by keithley who we then beat the, the following week so anything's possible and um that first game i think they went didn't they go they went 18 nil up after about 10 minutes 
and then we match them point for point for the rest of the game. So we know we can compete against them. Uh, it's going to be tough because they they are notoriously difficult to beat at home. Um, you know, even when they were in the championship and and quite often struggling nearly the bottom of the table, they were still a match for anyone uh, at home. So so it will be tricky, no doubt. Uh, but two two wins on the spin we've we've gone in with and uh, the lads will be really confident about going up there and, and getting up get you know getting the result that they want. I mean, could we get a result up there that would really um put us in a great position playoff wise. So so you know let's go up there and, and do our best and, and try and get the win. Yeah, they've got nothing to lose and nothing to fear, definitely. Um, so beyond that, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, next week is actually our 100th episode, um, assuming my maths are correct, which I'm pretty sure they are. Uh, we should have reached that milestone last year, but, um, you know, COVID and all that, but uh, we are getting there eventually. But anyway, to mark it, we will be covering the Barrow game next week, but to mark our 100th episode, Craig and I have decided we're, we're each going to pick our favourite Bears 13 of players that we've seen wearing the shirt in our time doing the podcast, so since July 2017. Um, and I know I've started thinking about mine and I'm, I'm finding it really difficult to look beyond this season, but I'm going to do as best as I can to include some players from previous seasons, tempting his ears to just say that this, team's, this season's team is the best one. Um, we're also probably going to pick out some of our favourite matches and favourite moments in the, the four years we've been doing this as well. So that'll be something to look forward to on next week's episode. And we'd love to hear your favourite things too, your favourite players, your favourite moments. So do keep an eye out on the Bears social channels. We'll probably pop out a couple of questions there. The uh, the benefits of being the official podcast now, we get access to those wider audiences. So we'll probably put a couple of posts out there in the week, just asking you for your favorite memories from the last four years. So if you want to get involved, please do. And just lastly, um, before we go, uh, we have to give a huge shout out to a pair of former Bears men who who really did the business in the sunshine at Wembley Stadium on Saturday. So first of all, congratulations to Joe Batchelor starting for St. Helens and now has a Challenge Cup winner's medal. And also to Jason Bass, who I know is going to be disappointed that his York City Knights team um, came off second best to Featherstone in the 1895 Cup final. But he can take a lot of consolation from that, that he scored a try on that Wembley pitch under the Wembley Arch. I mean, Craig, just just quickly, because I know we're close to wrapping up, but it was really excellent to see those guys on the big stage at the weekend, wasn't it? Knowing that the Bears have been part of their journey. Absolutely. And uh, I have to say, when Jason Bass scored, uh, I celebrated it like a, it was a Bears try. I was just absolutely delighted for him. And um, I, I noticed as well, a, a picture of him scoring as well has been do, circulated you know, on social media. So it's so great to see. Um, he was just an excellent player for the Bears, really loyal to the Bears and moved on to, um, you know, with 100% with with everyone's blessing on to York, where he's doing really, really well. So absolutely delighted for him. Uh, Joe Batchelor, um, what a player. Um, again, showed it when he was at the Bears. And it just shows you, doesn't it, that, you know, you give players opportunities at, uh, at League One level, uh, at so-called expansion teams, give them game time, get their confidence up, get them playing regularly uh, and they can go on to do bigger and better things. And I've no doubt as well that some of this current uh, crop of Bears players, some of them will be playing at a much higher level at some point in the future too. So 
you know, that's that's what League One and, and expansion and everything else that comes with that is all about. Um, you know, so I'm absolutely delighted. Um, you know, there was other players as well in the York team and, and other teams that have played in League One. Um, uh, you know, players that have played at Hemel uh, and other teams. So, you know, that's... That, you know, the way forward for rugby league is not cutting the number of teams. It's maintaining what we've got and, and continuing to expand the game. Definitely. And supporting them properly to do it as well. But that's a, that's, that's a whole other podcast episode worth of chat. And we are done for this one. So we're going to leave it there. Thanks as always for listening. And we will catch you next week when we turn 100.